a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Many Americans have noticed a few things in the last couple of months. Uh, probably the biggest is that the money they get is not going nearly as far as it did just a year ago. From gas to groceries and everything in between. Of course, today the Labor Department announced inflation rose again. And there's that inflation uh, now up 8.5% from March in 2021. Uh, what does that all mean? And what should we be thinking different? What should we be doing different uh, as we look at these numbers? Uh, here to help break all that down uh the founder of the Alpha Investor and host of the podcast, The Charles Mizrahi Show, is Charles himself. Charles, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you so much, Boyd. Great to be here. All right. So as we look at the numbers today, obviously uh, nobody's uh, doing a, a big wave and a big cheer uh, for these. It seems uh, to be tougher. Uh, the administration is clearly scrambling for a message. Uh, president's down in Iowa uh, talking about ethanol uh, and uh, trying to, to shift some blame to a few places and spaces. Uh, but as you look at this from your unique perch, as you try to help people navigate money matters, uh, what is it that strikes you and what should we be thinking about around that kitchen table as we're trying to make the money go a little farther? Well, what should we be thinking about is that Washington... Uh, this administration has probably the worst uh, fiscal monetary policy that's been for the past 50 to 60 years. It's just absolutely horrid. A lot of this is an unforced error. This uh, is the result. This is not me saying it. This is San Francisco Fed. They put out a paper a couple of weeks ago that showed the last $1.9 trillion stimulus that went into the economy just fueled inflation. The stimulus uh, that uh, President Trump did in 2020 at the end of a COVID, or really during COVID, the economy was still strong, did not increase inflation. This 1.9 uh, that was added after the American Rescue Plan or what have you, that stoked inflation. That was putting uh, gasoline, throwing gasoline on a smoldering fire. And we're here today because of that. So uh, the administration and the Fed just just fumbled the ball here. Wow. And so as we look at how uh, how we deal with this moving forward, uh, again, wages are, are clearly not keeping up uh, with inflation. So even though w wages have gone up, uh, it's still not making a difference in terms of uh, sitting around that kitchen table. Uh, so so how do we need to, to view this uh, in terms of what happens over the next few months? Next few months, it's going to be a year and then some. You know, if, if you're investing over, if you're investing based on news information, economic information, you're investing for the wrong reasons. And uh, I, I, you shouldn't even look at, at what goes on in the next week, month, or even year. When you buy a, a piece of a business, which a stock really is, and hold it for the long term, that's probably your best hedge against inflation ever. Because businesses can raise prices. In fact, find businesses that can raise prices and will still do well in, in inflationary periods and recessionary periods and any kind of periods. You, know, you have to know much to buy a few shares of Walmart back in 1970. 
or Microsoft in 1986, or even Google uh, back in uh, 2004 or so. So the the point being, uh, I think it was 2008, corrected. Uh, The point being is that uh, when you invest for the long term, you shouldn't be caring about what's going on in 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 the immediate future. What you should be looking at is partnering with amazing businesses that are pushed by tailwind in tailwind industries, industries being pushed forward, uh, run by outstanding CEOs and buying at attractive prices. It doesn't get more complicated than that, Boyd. <laughs> that, that is good. Uh, and so if we keep it simple that way in terms of our investments, kind of our long-term planning, as you look at it from a, uh, a policy standpoint, we know obviously the Federal Reserve uh, has signaled they're going to continue to raise interest rates uh, in the coming months. Uh, how do you see that playing out and, and what's that impact going to be on the economy as a whole? Well, it, this, we're in dangerous territory. You know, 16 times the Fed tightened over the past, I think, uh, a couple of decades. 13 of those times, uh, we ended up in recession. So it's very, very difficult to tap the brakes. And that's what interest rates are. They're just tapping the brakes on the economy. If you tap them too hard, you go into a skid. And you uh, shut the, you, you just crash the economy uh, in terms of demand. Uh, people aren't buying things anymore and you have a recession. You don't tap them enough, inflation continues to run away from you. So the Fed walks a tightrope, and it's very difficult to do what's called a soft landing, which everyone thinks they can, uh, but uh, history has shown us only three out of 16 times has that been possible. Uh, what we can do about that? Well, you know, we get the president we deserve. Mm. And uh, if we elect people who have a monetary and fiscal policy that uh, is not based in reality, that have uh, no sense of what's going on on Main Street, uh, don't recognize or realize that inflation is rampant uh, by not going out into the streets and looking at for help signs where people just can't get workers and are paying exorbitant amounts because so many few people want to work or trying to fill up their car or pay the utility bills. We're in a situation. This isn't magical. This is this wasn't put here by a, by a magic fairy. We're here because of terrible monetary policy that got us here. And when we elect people that have very little to no experience of ever signing the front of a check and only the back of one, we get into a very sticky area, and that's where we're here. Yeah, signing the front of the check is uh, it should be a, uh, a requirement, <laughs> I think, for public service uh, to understand what that all really means. Otherwise, you think uh, that the the money is yours uh, rather than uh, the taxpayers uh, who are actually making everything roll. So, so let's do this, uh, Charles. This is my favorite vision for the day. I'm going to throw you behind the resolute desk in the Oval Office. Uh, what are the first two policy things, or or what are the first two leadership things you would do? Uh, to start to turn and to help the American people have confidence that there was a path forward as it relates to the economy and their lives? Well, first of all, I'd speak coherently from the podium. <laughs> uh, that would be number one. I, I wouldn't mumble and bumble and uh, recognize that my mental facilities and my age uh, for doing such a strenuous job as being the president of the free of the United States and, 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 and the commander in chief uh, is in a very very taxing job. Uh, you know Jimmy Carter, still living, which is in the 90, 93 or ninety four. I'm not sure how old he is. 
he said uh, right before Biden was running, he said uh, he, he suggested he doesn't. He said, I know what this job entails. It's a very strenuous job and we're seeing it now. So you asked a good question. What would I do? Uh, first thing I would do in terms of fiscal policy, in terms of just sitting in the Oval Office, I would cut regulation. Mm. Second thing I would do is I'd cut taxes. Uh, the American economy is a very, very fine-tuned and well-oiled machine unless we tamper with it. Once we stop tampering with it by throwing enormous amounts of liquidity into a marketplace during a supply chain crisis, we not only ignite, we further stoke the fires of inflation. That is the exact opposite what should have been done. Exact opposite. And if you think I'm playing Monday morning quarterback, just listen to everything I've said over the past year and a half. It's been basically the same thing. Yeah. We are facing inflationary, inflationary period. We are throwing money into an economy that is getting back on its feet and is going to be flush with cash to chase few goods. What do we expect to have happen? Yeah. Great insight, as always, Charles Mizrahi. That's why we have you on this program, and we go back to the tape, <laughs> and we listen to what you said a year ago, uh, and see that there is a path, and there is a way to to move all of this forward. Again, Charles Mizrahi is the founder of Alpha Investor and host of the podcast, The Charles Mizrahi Show. Charles, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, boy. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about things that are broken and things that can be understood when wars come to an end. There's some lessons in there for all of us. Find out what that's about coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.